Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Hey, welcome to the radio show that brings you all travel all the time. I'm so glad you're with me on this New Year's weekend. 2011, uh, you know, you know, people say things are looking a little better. Some good numbers came out this weekend about uh, uh, housing purchase or agreements to purchase housings. Uh, the number has gone up this uh, last month. Uh, the number of first-time appliers for unemployment dropped sharply. Uh, the market's on a two-year roll, and that's often a leading indicator for the economy as a whole. I know it's not an economic show here, but I'm just saying 2011 could be better. I hope it's a brilliant year uh, for you, and I hope you get to travel just as much as you want. Uh, this New Year's weekend, we're revisiting some of our favorite interviews of 2010, though I hasten to point out that both the travel news I'm about to tell you and my deals of the week at the end of the hour are current and are up-to-date. Well, coming up this hour, we're going to learn how to be an impeccable guest over the holidays. John Robertson teaches at the Toronto-based Charles McPherson Academy for Butlers and Household Managers. Now, this is where you might go if you're interested in working as a butler at a luxury hotel or in a private home. Butler could be an interesting job. John says there are ways to behave that make sure you're invited to make sure you're invited back as a house guest, and there's a reason you shouldn't bring wine to your host. News to me. George Fuller publishes an online magazine called TrooneGolfandTravel.com, and he's going to tell us why golfing in Scotland, where the sport began, is not an impossible dream. And New York Times business travel columnist Joe Sharkey, if you were listening the last hour, he was on during our news segment talking about the last week's pile-up of airplanes on the East Coast. Well, not pile-up, pile-up of the snow that caused the uh, uh, surplus of airplanes on the ground. Um, he's going to come back to tell you how hackers can steal your credit card information after you check into a hotel later this hour. But first, let's start with a look at travel news this week. The uh, stranding of tens of thousands of airline passengers following that East Coast snowstorm this week dominated travel headlines, of course. Airlines are still sorting out luggage and trying to get bags to owners. I mean, as late as Friday, Chicago was still running... Weather was still affecting uh, airports. Chicago O'Hare was running 45-minute delays on, on Friday morning. Uh... Uh, some of the upper Midwest states were getting hit with uh, with ice storms and snow coming in, so I'm sure there's some airport delays there. And as I say, even on the East Coast, where the runways are clear again, there are still some passengers, but mainly baggage, getting sorted out. Um, two main issues may come out of this big mess. The first is, did airlines cancel too many flights before the snow even arrived out of fear of stranding passengers on tarmacs and incurring uh, a $27,500 fine per passenger per plane? if they can't get the passengers off within three hours. And then there's the flip side of that question. Should should international flights be subject to those same penalties if they, get, if they can't get passengers to the gate and off the plane in three hours? As you know, dozens of flights arriving from overseas uh, had to wait eight or nine hours, and in one case, 13 hours at JFK Airport's tarmac or on one of the uh, aprons before they could get to a gate to offload passengers. Uh, one thing that struck me about that, I have to tell you, is um, I was following this, of course, on you know, CNN and CNBC and MSNBC and Fox News, all the news channels. And uh, so here are these folks. They've, they've flown eight or nine hours 
They're arriving at JFK, don't say 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. There's a snowstorm. They can't get to the gate. The pilot tells them it's going to be a little delay. It stretches for anywhere from 8 to 13 hours. Well, 6 to 13 hours. Or some people who only had to wait on the plane six hours. So they, so some of them, it took them hours. So they get there in the morning. They've slept on this plane that they'd already flown across the Atlantic on for eight hours or, or Pacific for longer. And then I see them on all the talk shows that evening. They're on. They're they're in the set on MSNBC. You know, I I looked at the set. I thought, what? Aren't these people tired? For goodness' sake! I think it's a lure of television. You know, come on, be a guest. They say, okay, we haven't slept in 24 hours, but we'll be happy to go on TV. Uh, at any rate, uh, international flights are not fined. They are exempt from that Department of Transportation rule that demands airlines get passengers off planes before a three-hour time limit. Uh, now I got to tell you, if uh, overseas carriers coming from overseas had faced that fine, would they have performed better? I think so. I think they would have hired, you know, giant fire-breathing machines to clear a pathway from JFK's terminal to that airplane and put up uh, steps and brought in a couple of buses to get those passengers off if there was going to be a fine of a million dollars or more. You multiply $27,500 times, you know, 300 passengers, you got real money. All right, on a lighter, well, I don't know if it's a lighter note, but uh, on, a, on a very different note, admit it. I know you've always had a hankering to visit Chernobyl someday. That's the Ukrainian city that was once the site of the largest ever civilian nuclear disaster. It's a ghost town now. Northern Europe, this happened, by the way, in April of 1986. Northern Europe was showered with radioactive fallout after that catastrophic failure and explosion of a Russian, Russian nuclear reactor. No one knows for sure how many people were killed in that disaster. Estimates run from hundreds to the thousands. And 350,000 people had to relocate permanently due to radioactivity. So uh, Chernobyl and a neighboring town, are they just, they're just total ghost towns. Big apartment buildings, streets, streetlights, nobody there. Uh, the government decreed a 30-mile exclusion zone that still exists to this day, meaning Chernobyl and the neighboring town of Pripyat, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, is inta- are intact, but nobody's there. So if you're a real jaded traveler and are curious about visiting the place, you'll be happy to hear the Ukrainian government is offering interested parties tours inside that 30-mile exclusion zone as well as to the nuclear plant itself. The government insists it's now safe to visit Chernobyl and says, not live there, but you can visit, and says official guides will ensure guests remain in the least contaminated areas, at least contaminated areas. You'll even have a chance to see the control uh, tower for the nuclear plant's uh, uh, operation, and you'll be offered an opportunity to measure the radiation levels. That would be the radiation you'll be receiving at that moment, of course, being in Chernobyl. Uh, You can find details by going to ukrainianweb.com. And click on Chernobyl Tours, ukrainianweb.com. Oh, and that lunch you're going to be served at Chernobyl? The authorities assure you the food will be brought in from outside the Chernobyl zone. Why is my asparagus purple? Why is my potato glowing? I don't know. Hey, if you take this trip, if you do go to uh, ukrainianweb.com and take a tour of Chernobyl, uh, when you get back, write me and tell me how it went, won't you? I'd love to, I'd love to hear about it. Um uh, Well, after groping too many disabled passengers and causing one unfortunate individual's urine bag to spill, the TSA is now allowing passengers with medical issues to present a medical notification card to security officials. Passengers displaying the card will be screened, but TSA agents will have discretion, and that's a quote, discretion in how they do that screening. The card reads, I have the following health condition, disability, or medical device that may affect screening, quote, unquote. A box marked optional allows travelers to write in their condition, and the card further states, I understand presenting this card does not exempt me from screening, but hopefully it'll help, uh, uh, it'll help, um, you know, 
get people through a little more sanely. One final piece of airline news. Malaysia's AirAsia is considering a takeover bid of Virgin Atlantic. The Sunday Times of London reported this past week. AirAsia is Asia's biggest budget airline, sort of the southwest of its hood. And Virgin Atlantic is owned by its founder, Richard Branson, and Singapore Airlines. Branson owns 51%. Singapore Airlines owns 49%. No one's talking publicly about what could be a $1.5 billion deal. All right, stick around with us. we got lots of guests coming up on this New Year's show. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Sam Adams. And nearly every day, I've had a Sam Adams Boston lager. Nice, rich amber color. And a head so thick, you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. Ah, delicious. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Cheers. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, if responsibly. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do mimes make even less sense when you can't see them? The mime is stuck inside a giant invisible box. Now he's drawing an imaginary door. And now he's opening his imaginary door. And the imaginary door just shut on his fingers. Now he's doing an imaginary cry. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. AutoZone. Want to make your tax refund go farther? Head to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why not use your tax refund to protect one of your greatest investments, your car? It's a great chance to do that project you've been putting off. Whether it's a battery, brakes, engine, or transmission, AutoZone has everything you need to do any job right. And if you need a little advice, we're here to help. Make both your car and tax refund go farther. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Does your furnace need repair, your house need cleaning, or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen or bathroom, big or small? Whatever your home improvement need, now it's easy to find the right home pro for your project. Log on to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic is a free online resource with instant access to pre-screen remodelers, maids, handyman roofers, and many other home contractors. Just go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Service Magic has a network of licensed and insured contractors in hundreds of home improvement categories. If you need a painter, electrician, plumber, or maid, or any other home service, visit homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's easy and it's free, and it's the source to find neighbor-recommended contractors in your area. Now you can hire a pre-screened home pro with confidence. Go to homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's quick, it's free, and there's no obligation. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Or just log on to rudymaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info.
To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour. I'm Rudy Maxa. The topic is all travel all the time. Uh, you may have stayed in some very swanky hotels in, in England and elsewhere where perhaps you had a personal butler or a butler on the floor. Where did that butler come from? Well, many of them are trained at the uh, in Toronto at the Charles McPherson Academy for Butlers and Household Managers. And I'm joined by John Robertson, who lectures there. He's a professionally trained English butler, a certified protocol and etiquette consultant, and he's a founding member of the Charles McPherson Academy for Butlers and Household Managers. He teaches protocol and etiquette as well as butlering skills. I think your credentials are in order, John. <laughs> thank you very much, and th- thank you for having me on your show. And it occurred to me that... Uh, that uh, Thanksgiving holidays are, are almost upon us, and the December holidays, and a lot of people go to Grandma's house and to friends' houses uh, f- for uh, events. And I presume we all make some mistakes. But when you talk about etiquette, you say it's not so much about using the right fork as about making... Well, I'll let you answer that. Um, I, I wouldn't want your listeners to think that I'm, I'm going to talk about, uh, with a lecture about which fork to use, etc. Uh, etiquette is all about courtesy and respect for others and focusing on others and making them feel comfortable and at ease. Uh, it's about asking yourself how your behavior is affecting other people. And so what particular, uh, what particular tips specific to holiday entertaining or attending uh, venues, parties, d- dinners, and so on uh, can you share with us? Well, uh, Thanksgiving dinner particularly is, is a great family gathering, and there's usually many uh, m- multiple generations in attendance. You've got the parents and the grandparents. If you're very lucky, you have great-grandparents there. And it's an opportunity to uh, speak to everyone, make a point of speaking to everyone, especially to the senior lady there. And don't forget the, the teens. Uh, you've got to encourage them to disengage from their technology and ask them what's going on in their lives, what's going on at school. Show an interest in everyone present. That's an interest. So don't just sit in front of the tube watching football and, and ignoring everybody else. Well, watching football, the men all disappear to talk business, the ladies all disappear in the kitchen for something, and Grandma's sitting in the corner all alone, and the kids are hooked up to their technology. Right. Bad, bad. That's the bad, wrong. Bad. Right, right. <laughs> what, what about uh, dressing up? I know uh, certainly you go in fancy restaurants now all over the world, and, and people uh, might not, men don't wear sport coats or suits anymore. Uh, is it dress down time holiday wise? Well, it, it's dressed for the occasion. Uh, someone's put an awful lot of work into preparing this day and putting on this entertainment. And uh, it's a day to reach past those comfortable blue jeans and your favorite shirt. Uh, somewhere in your closet you've got a good sweater someone gave you for Christmas or a nice sports shirt. Someone's put in a lot of effort for the day. Dress up a little bit. Make an effort. I hope my kids are listening. Uh, <laughs> What about uh, taking a house gift? Now, I traditional gifts are often wine and, and flowers. You have some thoughts on that, don't you? Well, a house gift is always a good idea when you're visiting someone uh, in, in their home and when they're providing hospitality. Wine, not necessarily your first choice, unless you happen to be a great connoisseur or your host is. Uh, taking a bottle of wine is a little subtle message that says, we don't think your hospitality is going to be up to our standards, <laughs> so we're bringing our own. Oh, John, you've nailed me. I have actually done that. Well, it's very common. For that reason. I think it's a hangover from when we were all in university, and we all we would never go anywhere without taking a bottle of wine with us. Yes, but I've actually done the sin that you mentioned, which is I know the wine at this house is, is not going to be to my liking, so I'm taking my own good stuff. Wrong, well, right? if you do take wine as a gift, 
you shouldn't necessarily expect it to be served at that dinner. It's a gift for true. the host for uh, for his enjoyment later, for their enjoyment later. That's true. I've always subtly encouraged them to open my wine so I can drink it. Someone talking... once brought me a set of cocktail napkins printed with the uh, saying, life is too short to drink cheap wine. <laughs> it, I, took, I took the hint, and I've never served cheap wine since. <laughs> We're talking with John Robertson. He is a professionally trained English butler and a certified protocol and etiquette consultant. We're talking about how you might get invited back next, the next holiday season if you behave uh, in, in, with good manners and uh, the proper decorum this holiday season. Now, how about, uh, there are two theories, and it, even in my own household there are two theories, about whether you, if somebody tells you dinner is at 7, you should be there at 7 or should show up at like at 7.20. <laughs> well, if dinner's at 7, possibly you should be there at 6.30. Well, excuse uh, me, if people, the, uh, the invitation's at 7, I should say, John. Oh, the invitation's at 7. Uh, get there by 10 past 7. Okay. Uh, it's not a time to be walking in at the last minute, and you certainly don't want to be late, uh, especially on a day when so much effort has gone into the meal and it will be on the table at a certain time. What about, uh, I mentioned wine and flowers, what about taking food? Uh, very often for a Thanksgiving dinner or a big holiday dinner. The hostess has arranged with, with her guests that everybody wants to contribute something. Grandma has a special recipe she wants to bring, sisters-in-law all bring things, etc. Uh, if it's prearranged, of course, bring it along, but don't show up unex- with an unexpected dish and expect it to fit in with the uh, evening's entertainment, with the evening's dinner. If you, take a di- if you take a dish and there are leftovers, what do you do? Bring them home? No, no. No. Leftovers are a gift for the hostess. She's got a house full of people probably for the weekend. You take your dish home, of course, but you don't expect to take any leftover food home. You also suggest being prepared to say grace if necessary, not diving into your food as well. You know, uh, certainly at Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, even families that don't say grace every night throughout the year will take the occasion to say grace. And it's very embarrassing to be caught with a mouthful of food uh, when your host wants to say grace. Also, uh, you should be prepared with a grace of your own to say, because the host may ask you to. Would so-and-so like to ask the blessing, etc.? And then you're sitting there uh, lost for words. So it's always good to have a grace and perhaps even a toast at the ready in case anyone asks you to make it. When we talked to John about joining us today, he sent some point, some talking points to me, and I love this one. This is my favorite. Try some of everything offered to you, even if it's covered with miniature marshmallows. <laughs> Someone's put an awful lot of work into it. <laughs> oh, I'm dating myself, but at, at some point in history, uh, everything would seem to be covered with miniature marshmallows, trying to get the children to eat it, the, the squash ah. and the turnip, etc. But uh, these recipes survive, and they're still in many families' repertoires. And uh, someone's put a lot of work into it, so try some of everything. This one I am so guilty of because I'm a neat freak. I'm cleaning all the time. Yeah. You, you say that you should not try to be helpful by stacking plates and clearing the table at the end of the meal. Your hostess may not appreciate you stacking her good china. Uh, uh-huh. If she asks you to, do, by all means. Uh, you can ask her if there's anything you can do to uh, assist and uh, she shouldn't be shy about accepting your offer. But it is not necessarily helpful or desirable to be stacking up all the dinner plates at the table and passing them down. Pearls. John, you're giving me pearls. I'm learning stuff here. Great. All right. Uh, what about uh, offering before the event to help your host or hostess? And uh, what about men doing that? 
Well, I think it, it's, uh, it's, it's outrageous that one person, and it's usually the woman, who has to single-handedly plan, shop, cook, set and serve the dinner, and then do all the clearing and washing up. And she, she's going to, if she lasts the day uh, without collapsing, she'll, get, she'll collapse at the end of it. And if she's feeling a little resentful, I wouldn't blame her. She's got relatives, family, friends coming for dinner. Delegate some of these jobs, and don't forget the men. They can do these things, too. And this is interesting. You said close family members don't write thank you notes to each other after dinner in each other's homes. But if you're an outsider, a guest from out of town, or new to the family, definitely write a thank you note, correct? Definitely. Uh, This is a point on which I get an awful lot of argument. People say, oh, I can telephone, I'll send an email, I'll text. But write a thank you note. Uh, It will absolutely so impress your hostess. She will be so grateful. And uh, it's letting someone know that you've appreciated all the effort they've gone to for you. And finally, I love this one. Before we say goodbye to you, John, we're listening to you. You're giving us helpful hints, but you advise us not to lecture others about etiquette at dinner. Right. I wouldn't want any of your listeners to go out on Thursday and uh, try and tell members of their family that these are things they must do. Lead by example. Uh, Practice these points. But... uh, you're not trying to make everyone else uncomfortable at the table by telling them what they should be doing. <laughs> enjoy the time with the family. Enjoy the tradition. Make sure you can look back on this day with, uh, with fond memories and let them remember you with, go- with good memories also. John, I want you to come to our house for dinner. I'm <laughs> dying to it. have you over. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. John Robertson is a professionally trained English butler and a certified protocol and etiquette expert. So... There you go, by the way. He teaches at the Charles McPherson Academy for Butlers and Household Managers, which is located in Toronto, and where, when I hit it really big, I'll be calling to get my household butler, because we all should have one. I appreciate John Robertson joining us uh, from uh, Frankfurt. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about that touching your junk thing with Joe Sharkey, the consumer travel uh, writer for uh, the New York Times. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do only dogs hear dog whistles? Enjoy multi-car safety feature and good driver discounts when you switch to GEICO. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Samuel Adams. We care so much about what goes into our beer that we search all over for the best ingredients. Take winter lager. We go to Southeast Asia to get our cinnamon and grind it fresh right into the brew kettle with ginger and orange peel to give Sam Adams winter lager the rich flavor of a classic holiday beer. Ah, now that's a Sam Adams winter lager. We only brew it for a few months, so grab a winter lager today before it's too late. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass.
To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Good day, America. It's 33 minutes after the hour. You're right in the middle of Rudy Max's world at 33 minutes after the hour, where we talk travel every weekend here on your favorite radio station. Delighted to have you join us. Also delighted to have our next guest join us. So you play golf? You've long wanted to play in the land that gave birth to the sport? Well, George Fuller can help you. He's the former editor of Lynx Magazine and a longtime contributor to The Rob Report, writing about golf destinations. On September 2nd, his new online golf magazine called Troon Golf and Travel com will be published. I'll give you that website when you're ready to write it down a little later and after this interview concludes, and I'll spell Troon for you. It's T-R-O-O-N, TroonGolfAndTravel.com. Um, again, I'll tell you how to get it free in just a moment. George says playing golf overseas, and Scotland in particular, is easier than you might think and holds more rewards than you might imagine. Welcome to the show, George. First time on. Love to have you. Hey, Rudy. How are you? Good. Okay, the Open at St. Andrews ended a couple weeks ago, and I know every golfer wants to play that course. How difficult is it for someone from the U.S. to arrange that? It's not as difficult as uh, you might think. The old course is busy all the time, and if you go over by yourself, you uh, get into a lottery system where you put your name in and uh, they draw out a certain number of players uh, every day, and then they announce whether or not you've made it. But if you book your travel in advance through uh, a company like um, Perry Golf or Haversham and Baker. Uh, they can guarantee tee times for you on the old course and have you staying right next door at the old course hotel, and it makes it very easy. Okay. Um, you, you told me that Inverness is an up-and-coming golf course, uh, golf course uh, venue. Well, Inverness as a destination is what I consider to be really the new rival to St. Andrews. If you've been to Scotland before as a golfer and you've played St. Andrews and all the uh, fantastic courses down in that area, I really recommend getting up into the Highlands. And the capital of the Highlands is Inverness. Mm -hmm. It's got a beautiful city, very vibrant, young, enthusiastic, uh, with the River Ness running right through the middle of the city. But in the countryside surrounding Inverness, there's probably seven or eight really top-notch golf courses, including Royal Dornick, which is one of the top in the world, according to most rankings, and a brand-new one called Castle Stewart Golf Links that many uh, Scottish golf riders are calling the best course in Scotland, if you can imagine that. Well, and that's Castle Stewart. Castle Stewart. Now, how, yeah, uh, now again, is it, dif- is, it, if, is it difficult to get tee times? Should you plan ahead? Are there companies that help you do that? Castle Stewart uh, is a, a public uh, daily fee course. Uh, most of the courses in Scotland are public and very easily accessible. Uh, there's a few exceptions. Of course, Royal Troon, after which the uh, magazine that we are uh, launching in September is named Troon, uh, is a private course. But you can get on private courses, for the most part, through one of the better tour operators. In okay, my but- experience... I, I, I was just—I was just going to say—you said showing up at Castle Stewart. I mean, again, no planning ahead. You just show up at Castle Stewart, put your name on a list. 
Well, you can show up at Castle Stewart, but it's best to call in advance and okay. make uh, make a tea time. Okay. It's very easily done. All the courses over there, for the most part, have websites. Castle Stewart certainly does, and you can book tea times online. Got it. Okay. All right. I interrupted you. You were going to talk. You were saying something. Well, what I was going to mention was that, for me anyway, the best way to go to Scotland, whether you've been there once or ten times, is with a operator, a tour operator. There's three that I really have had great, great success with in the past. Wide World of Golf, which is um, uh, one of the better ones, Haversham and Baker Golfing Expeditions, and Perry Golf. Perry Those is three P-E-R-R-Y? Perry is P-E-R-R-Y, yeah, Perry Golf. And Haversham or H-A-V-E-R-S-H-A-M? Correct. And, and Baker. And Baker. Okay. And those it, will, they'll provide, they'll do a whole airfare, hotel, golf thing? Yeah, they'll do the whole package for you. Uh, they will uh, provide transportation in some cases on the ground. Perry mm-hmm. Golf, for example, has a luxury bus, a Mercedes made luxury bus. And if you've got a group of six or eight guys or, or people going over to play, uh, getting on that bus to go to your round and then have them, uh, you know, take you around the country is fantastic, particularly on roads you're unfamiliar with and you're driving on the opposite side of the road the wrong, than we do in this country. On the wrong side of the road. We should also mention that the that the famous Edinburgh Festival and the Fringe Festival all take place uh, in August and part of September, I believe, in Edinburgh. So you can fly from Edinburgh right up to Inverness, yes? You can. Um, the way I, I typically take the route is uh, I, I love Virgin Atlantic. They they fly us over to London, and then you can fly into uh, Inverness, Edinburgh, Glasgow, take your choice, Excellent. Uh, depending on where you want to start your journey. But Excellent. Hey, George. Absolutely. George, I appreciate your expertise on this. Thanks very much. Thank you, Rudy. George Fuller is the former editor of Lynx Magazine. On September 2nd, go to Troon. Uh, Troon Golf and Travel, T-R-O-N, TrueGolfandTravel.com. Click on the email address at the bottom page and say, sign me up, it's free. Rudy Max's world is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Sam Adams, and nearly every day I've had a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Nice, rich amber color, and a head so thick you can float a bottle cap on it. I taste a sample from every batch, and I still look forward to the taste of the next one. Ah, delicious. Samuel Adams Boston Lager. Cheers. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, if responsible. Switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do mimes make even less sense when you can't see them? The mime is stuck inside a giant invisible box. Now he's drawing an imaginary door. And now he's opening his imaginary door. And the imaginary door just shut on his fingers. Now he's doing an imaginary cry. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. An important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. 
I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me. Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole. Really? Come on, John. you got to keep up. Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. AutoZone. Want to make your tax refund go farther? Head to AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Why not use your tax refund to protect one of your greatest investments, your car? It's a great chance to do that project you've been putting off. Whether it's a battery, brakes, engine, or transmission, AutoZone has everything you need to do any job right. And if you need a little advice, we're here to help. Make both your car and tax refund go farther. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Make plans now to join me in March as we head to Chile and Argentina for a special wine and sightseeing trip from Colette Vacations. I'll broadcast the radio show from there and we'll enjoy outstanding sightseeing and meals. The tour begins with four days in Santiago, then takes the dramatic drive over snow-capped mountains into Argentine wine country, then to fabulous Buenos Aires. Visit RudyMaxa.com or contact Colette Vacations at 800-762-5345. Ask about the wine and wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. 43 minutes after the hour, I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxa. We're here about talking about travel as we do every week on your favorite radio station. You know, we, we often uh, discuss protecting your privacy and your bank account by being careful with your personal information when traveling. But I wonder how many of us worry about, worry about that when we proffer a hotel our credit card to pay for a hotel room. Joe Sharkey is the New York Times on-the-road columnist, and he's discovered that hotels are actually a rich vein for computer hackers to mine when it comes to capturing your credit card information. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Nice to have you. Hi, Judy. Thank uh, Rudy. <laughs> Judy, thank you very much. Judy I'm couldn't be here today. But... <laughs> we're going on a long trip to London. <laughs> uh, now, what, what's yeah, going on here? Are we not safe anywhere these days? Well, you know, um, uh, no, the answer is no. <laughs> oh, the, uh, about two years ago, it seems, the, um, the hackers, which, as you know, are, are often uh, worldwide uh, organizations of, uh, of people who figure out ways to crack systems, decided that there was a, there was a soft target in hotels, and it turned out they were right. And, and the reason seems to be that hotels, uh, which have had a, you know, a rough couple of years in terms of just revenue, rev bar, et cetera, um, hotels have spent a lot of money uh, upgrading their Wi-Fi systems, upgrading their you know high-definition television systems, and things like that. But the money has not been spent in keeping up with the the uh, the, sophistic- the growing sophistication of hackers. So at the at the front end part of the system, the place where you actually have your credit card swiped, 
hotels tend to be more vulnerable than most of us realize. And last year, one of the, uh, the major studies done showed that 38% of hacker incidents worldwide now, but, uh, you know, the, the U.S. Is, is, I think, leads in this, were uh, at hotels, oh. you know, much more so than restaurants and bars or retail. Hotels led the way. And, and, and you're not talking about necessarily mom-and-pop motels whose systems were getting compromised, are you? Uh, no, no. Uh, we're talking, you know, uh, uh, there, there, there was a huge problem at Wyndham, uh, which they, you know, assiduously tried to address. Wyndham had, um, I think, three major this year hacking uh, incidents, uh, destination hotels, uh, you know, a bunch of them. But the thing is, you don't know, and the hotels don't know. Often the hotels don't even realize for, mo- for months afterwards that their, uh, their, their systems have been hacked. But you and I, here's the thing that struck me, because this is how I found out uh, that, uh, that I had been hacked, and also my, my wife. You know, we're used to using our credit cards for everything. I, I just right. used them to buy a bag of cookies on a USA flight right. uh, yesterday, coming you know coming back from uh, from London. Uh, so we we tend as, as as travelers, we're not as careful as we need to be now in looking at our our uh, our credit card uh, activity. You know, we maybe we wait till the end of the month, or maybe we don't even do that. Uh, you know, and looking at these little little uh, twenty dollar, forty dollar charges and, and and checking to make sure that there are charges because that's where they're banging us on these really smaller charge well i mean a smaller charge for you is you know but i noticed a couple of months ago i i had somehow unaccountably rung up four hundred dollars worth of itunes uh <laughs> charges and i don't have an itunes account and i barely know what <laughs> itunes is <laughs> you know so you really got to watch your your credit card statements because obviously you're protected up to what is, you know, it, it depends. But, you, you know, it's the credit card that takes the hit. The credit card company takes the hit if you find it in time. But on the other hand, you know, we don't, we don't really want our, you know, the, the, we, however we may feel about banks, it's a problem if the credit cards are being, uh, are, are being looted of billions of dollars a year. But in the case of these hotels, Joe, uh, there's really nothing we can do. But as you say, check your statement carefully. I mean, you have no idea when you proffer the card whether anybody's tapping into it, right? Yeah, check your statement carefully and, and, and immediately report any, any uh, charge that is not yours, no matter how oh, small. Gosh. Well, I appreciate your alerting us to this. I had no idea that, th- that this was going on. Joe, hey, thanks. It's nice to have you back on the show. You can go back to sleep now and hey. sleep off that London <laughs> I'll flight. I'll get over my jet lag. Okay, Rudy. Thanks Take a million. Care. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to All you. Right. Joe, Sharkey, right. Joe Sharkey writes on the travel industry regularly for the New York Times. Read his very good columns. You can catch him in that paper online, too, at uh, nyt.com. His column is called On the Road. You know, we have, uh, this has now been, uh, let's see, we talked, we've talked about, uh, uh, we had a guest on from a security company, I think it was just last weekend, where he talked about not using your credit or trying to avoid using your ATM card much overseas and limit the use of your credit card, pay in cash or traveler's checks, which sort of flies in the face of advice that a lot of us uh, consumer travel writers and broadcasters have been saying for years, which is, ah, just use your ATM to get cash when you're overseas, use your credit card for charges and everything will work out all right, but... Oh, the hackers are out there. Well, we've been warned. Stick with me. We'll have a deal of the week. I'll have a deal of the week or two when we come back. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com.
To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It's our Deal of the Week segment at the end of this hour on New Year's weekend. So glad you could join us for some of the best of interviews. Hope you enjoyed them. Um, if you missed it on Friday, uh, there was a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. It was on the front page. It was a front page feature by Stephanie Simon. And uh, it was sort of a look at the unintended consequences of the great snowstorm on the East Coast that paralyzed airports for several days beginning uh, last weekend. Um, it's a story of all the people who were stuck in places, generally, well, almost all involving family, who didn't want to be stuck in those places, who thought two or three days or four days or even a week was quite enough with grandma or with mom and dad. Um, and it, it describes some of the... Uh, some of the repercussions, there was a, one family in, uh, uh, whose, whose mother um, was not at all happy because it turns out her daughter works for, is a vegan and works for PETA. And she had sort of planned enough vegan meals to get through the expected holiday uh, time together. But then when her daughter's flight was delayed for several extra days, she, she had no idea what to do. She hadn't made enough vegan eggplant parmesan uh, to last that long a visit. There's another uh, granddaughter who had gone down to Florida. She, uh, she goes to school in, in the Northeast and had gone down to visit her grandmother in Florida and thought, you know, it's great seeing grandma, but then it turned out because she couldn't get out of Florida back to the east, upper, uh, upper northeast, uh, that she had to stay an extra week in Delray Beach with her grandmother. There's actually a picture, a cute picture of them on the tennis court. The grandmother said, "Oh, it's just so wonderful being having my granddaughter for an extra week." The granddaughter begged to differ. Anyway, it's a fun piece. If you uh, go to wsj.com, and uh, I don't know what you type in here. What's the headline? Stormy relationships, travel delays, have family doing quantity time. <laughs> Anyway, check it out. The writer is Steve, uh, Stephanie Simon. You might find it under under her name. It's a very amusing piece, but I never thought about that. Yes, I did, actually. One of my dear friends called me from, uh, I won't say where, because her parents might be listening, uh, and said, oh, my God, my parents stayed three long, days longer than planned. It was excruciating. So, Anyway, all the agony wasn't just those folks stranded on the tarmac at JFK for six to 13 hours deals of the week well let's see let's see let's see let's see here's something to think about generally for coming up in the spring you know every spring and fall cruise ships do what they call repositioning uh sailings that's when the the ships that have been cruising the uh the uh, caribbean for example uh make their way across the atlantic to start in late spring early summer doing uh, mediterranean cruises for example um it's a great time to get a cheap fare because it's a it's a one way it's 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 a one way sailing and uh, all you're going to see is ocean. You're not going to be stopping at at many ports or any little private islands for barbecues. Um, so the prices can drop up to thirty percent off the normal fares. For example, in May, uh, cabins aboard uh, the Nor- Norwegian's big ship, the Epic, one of the new ships of the last uh, year or two, uh, cabins will start as low as fifty dollars a day per person. $50 a day per person as it sails between uh, Miami to reposition itself in the port of Barcelona, Spain. So if you've always wanted to uh, go across the Atlantic on a, on a big ship, well, the Norwegian Epic uh, might just be the ticket. So a couple can go for $100 a day. Hmm. A lot of food there, you know. Now, be careful uh, because on some cruises, Carnival has introduced a la carte pricing for food and... Uh, and if you str- at some of their restaurants, so if you get a little tired of the buffet and start going to the restaurants with a la carte pricing, it can uh, 
the bill can add up. But I love the uh, Norwegian Epic at $50 a day. I owe this uh, deal to Travel and Leisure magazine, who spotted it before before I did. Um, if you're interested in skiing, there is some snow here and about in the United States. Um, up in New Hampshire, at the White Mountain Hotel, they will give you two nights in a deluxe room, one country breakfast and one brunch, one dinner at the hotel's restaurant with a flight of wine, one ski lift ticket per person to Cranmore Mountain, and free access to all trails for a cost of $265 a night between January 3rd and March 31st. That's a 25% savings. That's not bad at all. $265 a night for a couple, and you got your breakfast, you've got uh, one dinner, and your ski lift tickets. Wow, not bad. That's at the White Mountain Hotel in New Hampshire. You can find out more details at whitemountainhotel.com. And then if you're on the other coast in Oregon, there's a ski-free package being offered by the Pronghorn Resort. That is four nights in a suite, two three-day ski passes to Mount Bachelor, round-trip shuttle passes from the airport to Mount Bachelor for a cost of $129 a night for a double. So you're getting a hotel room for $129 a night, plus uh, ski lift tickets for two uh, uh, for three of the four days you're there, and uh, you're staying in a suite. And you got the shuttle passes between the airport and Mount Bachelor. Not bad. $129 a night between January 1st and February 28th. So you're going to pay a total of $515, but you divide that by four, you got $129 a night. That's about a savings of uh, 20%. Again, not bad. You can find details at pronghorn, that's pronghorn, all one word, P-R-O-N-G-H-O-R-N, pronghornclub.com. So there you go. One ski deal up in New Hampshire at whitemountainhotel.com and one on the West Coast in Oregon at pronghornclub.com. Dot com. Again, my best wishes for a wonderful 2011. I hope you'll join us. We're going to have, we got a great lineup for the, I know I've already been looking at our guests for January that uh, Anna's put together and it's going to be a, uh, a nice menu. So I hope you're going to stick with us through uh, 2011. If you love travel, either in your mind or in reality, we'll be coming to you all year bigger and better than ever. My thanks to Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and to Anna Schofield, executive producer of this show, as always. Uh, I'm Rudy Maxa, bidding you a wonderful 2011. You've been listening to Rudy Maxa's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.